0: This is The Family Culture Project, Episode 74, How to Maintain Your Family's Culture During Different Seasons of Life. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love
1: and become the family you were meant to be.
0: It's not very long after becoming a parent that we realize that family life is always changing. We create systems, rhythms, and routines to make our lives run smoothly, and then, before we realize it, we transition into another stage of parenting. Sometimes we see it coming, and other times we don't. That's why we find ourselves in a new season. We will eventually come to a place when we realize that what worked in the past doesn't work anymore. And it can cause us to feel overwhelmed and doubt that we're getting this parenting thing right. I know that it did for me when my kids were little. I'd work so hard to figure out the right way to manage my schedule, the right way to manage them, the right way to interact with family and friends. And then it would change. They would change, our circumstance would change, and it was frustrating. And what happens is when, when things change and you don't quite know what to do you default to what's comfortable and easy just to get through the day the week and the month and then as a result you neglect those things that are really really important to you those things that you want to make time for those things that you want to teach your kids the things that you want to be implementing in your home i know for us this happened when my kids were younger and they decided that they wanted to join a swim team and now we've been doing dinners pretty regularly and all of a sudden our schedule changed like greatly changed um the practice times were scheduled during our dinner times which meant that three nights a week we found ourselves upended it was like I was scrambling every night to figure out how to feed the kids and I was just trying harder instead of trying a new approach. And so I stayed stuck for almost half the season. I was frustrated trying to figure out how to make it all work. Um, do we skip dinner? Do we eat dinner on the go? Plus, I found it incredibly difficult to connect with my kids because we didn't have that anchor of sitting down every night around the dinner table. I was angry and I was bitter at this commitment. And I started to resent them being on the swim team, which was unfortunate because they loved to do it. I eventually realized that this was just a season. And that if I wanted to maintain the culture in my family, that I had to do something different than we were doing, something different than we had done before. And so that's when I decided to change dinner time. And I mean, anyways, like who said we had to eat at five o'clock? I had this sort of imaginary rule in my mind that that's when we eat. And that's when we come together as a family, when really all I needed was a shift in perspective. So we began to eat our big meal, right after school ended. So when my kids would come home from school, I'd have a big meal ready for them, and then we'd have a healthy snack after they got home from practice later that evening. And the reason why I'm doing this episode is because I want you to know that you don't have to be a victim of the changing circumstances of your life and that you can navigate the ups and downs of family life by consistently taking the time to rethink and reimagine what it looks like to live out your values, your beliefs, and your passions. What are those things that are absolutely important to you that you want to continue to show up in your life? And how can you just shift and modify and rethink how you do them? So what your family culture looks like is going to change during the different seasons of your life. However, the why of your values, your beliefs, they are going to stay the same, but how you live them out, what you look like living out those values looks different. What you do to participate in those practices may not look the same as it used to. Now, by making adjustments to the way you typically do things, you're taking a stand and saying that your beliefs and your values matter. Otherwise, if you don't, if you let them go by the wayside, you're basically sending a message to say that your values, your beliefs, and the passions that you have are only worth doing when they're easy. That's not a message that you wanna send to your family members, to your kids, and it's not the way we should live. We should be able to guard and protect those things that are important to us so that we can live the life we want to live. Now, yes, there are gonna be particular seasons That we put things aside intentionally so that we can rest and recharge and even say yes to something else. You know, we may experience a major life change that causes us to put areas of our life on hold and that's going to be okay, but that's very different from having a season change, being overwhelmed and defaulting to what's comfortable and easy and neglecting our values. That's two different things. If you simply stop doing something because it's not easy or convenient, you may find yourself back in the rut of just trying to survive, hoping that one day you'll get back to what matters. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you?
1: We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family.
0: It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions.
1: Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your family retreat. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com shop to get your copy today
0: few things that can help you when it comes to navigating the different seasons of your life okay first of all the most important is that you have to be flexible okay i just think that that's something that you need to be in your life life constantly moves forward and as much as we like to do the things we've always done we can't And when we're willing to adapt to the different changes of seasons, we'll be able to enjoy the present and transition into our future as well. So this is a mindset that we have to have. We can waste a lot of time getting stuck saying it shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't have to change. Things should be done the way they've always been done. Um, You're going to get stuck if you stay that way. So shift your perspective, shift your thinking, shift your mind, and realize that flexibility is super important when when it comes to maintaining your family's culture. Number two is revisit your culture frequently. Okay, so decide to set aside time to examine your culture. You use your values, your beliefs as a guide to figure out what's working and what isn't working. And then ask yourself, what are the changes that we need to make? What do we need to do more of? What do we need to do less of in this particular season? Now, a great time to do that is obviously in January, which is a new year, but it's also in September, which I like to call the mommy new year. It kind of seems a natural time of year for us to regroup, reevaluate, and to take on new things. And it's actually a big time of transition, especially if you have kids going from, being at home with you and they transition into school if they're transitioning from primary school to middle school middle school to high school high school to college there's always seasons of change always transitions that happen in september so that's a great time also to revisit your family's culture one of the ways that we love to revisit our family's culture is by doing a family retreat i have a family retreat packet that is available for um My listeners and the people that go over to my blog, and it is a 360 peer review. So, we've done an entire episode on this. You could go back and listen to that, but it basically is taking time to evaluate how you're doing as a family, and each person in the family is able to give feedback on what they think about the family as a whole, but also as on the individuals of the family. And the packet that we've created actually takes the guesswork out of planning a retreat, where you would have this sort of annual peer review, and it also gives you everything that you need to host this conversation. There's a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions. So why don't you go check that out? I will link to it in the show notes. But my kids can count on that there's a regular time of year where we get together and we reassess our family's culture. And we're even starting to really see the importance of doing this more often than just once a year. We've started to build in quarterly check-ins and like halfway mid-year reviews, just like you would in a work environment. You know, for us, we consistently have revisited what it looks like to open up our home to others. When our kids were home, were young, we hosted a lot of playdates, and it was easy to really easy to connect with others in our community. But when my kids transitioned from their primary school to their secondary school, which for us was from second grade into third grade, the dynamics changed. You were no longer driving to school, standing in the playground with your child until it was time to go in school. You were no longer getting out of your car to pick them up. You actually just dropped them and they were just let out at the end of the day and they met you somewhere and you pick them up. And so having gone through that transition once with my oldest, when it came time for my second to make that transition, I knew that if I wasn't careful, the social life that I developed around meeting other moms in the playground and pick up and drop off times was going to go away. It was going to change. And so I was able to anticipate that if I wanted to maintain community, I had to be a lot more intentional with talking to people, reaching out people, sane and consistent relationship. But it also was for the kids as well. Um, It was common for them to make playdates on the fly, on the playground. And now this changed. I wasn't connecting with the moms as much. It was up to the kids now to like talk and make playdates. And it was like the mom's coordination was like a little bit less than it was before. And so anticipating all those needs and then being able to address that on purpose and not realizing like a year later oh my gosh I haven't seen my friends in a year because I'm not doing pickup it was really really helpful as we gained more experience and so as our kids have gotten bigger their friends have gotten bigger what it looks like to host them has changed and I have anticipated that um, with joy because I know that changing seasons are good All right, so anticipate change so just like I mentioned in the previous example on a regular basis we can take time to identify what the future holds so look at your calendar as a whole What does your year include ask yourself what activities are you doing now what will you be doing three to six months from now what does this mean for our family so for example if you're getting a new job consider how does this change our morning routine and our evening routine Or if your children are attending a new school, look at how this impacts drop-off and pickup times and also consider whether or not this upcoming change will change the amount of homework your child has. A great time to do this is at your weekly or quarterly family meetings. And so I know that as my kids have gotten older, they have progressively gotten more homework, which requires more time on their part after school. So the expectation for them on my part, has needed to change, but also, believe it or not, my availability to them and how I walk them through their workload has changed. They need a lot more emotional support, a lot less tutoring, um, they need encouragement, and they also need space. And so I've had to consistently change what our afternoons after school look like based on their workload. Uh, You know, we have family meetings every week every sunday we get together we talk about our schedule we talk about what's coming up we talk about what's coming up three to six months from now and so that we can anticipate and be ready for i mean we're not always going to catch every change we're not always going to be you know perfectly prepared for every new transition but having those weekly touch points those family meetings goes a long way into meeting everyone's needs and reflecting back Looking at our calendar, our schedule, our future, and saying where are our values showing up? Where are our passions showing up? Where is the culture and what we believe to be important on our calendar, in our schedule, in the rhythms of our daily life? Now, if you want to get more information on a family meeting, um, you can go to my website and you can download the free sheet that has discussion ideas, sample agenda, and walks you through how to have a family meeting. It's available as a free download. And the fourth thing I want to share with you guys is to ask your children for feedback. So literally make a date with your kids to find out what they think about how things are going in your home. You would be so surprised the amount of feedback that your kids have when it comes to your family. They have a unique perspective, and they even have creative solutions to the problems that you're facing. Remember when I talked about changing dinner time? As a mom, I couldn't wrap my head around dinner time not being in the evening like it's always been but it's no big deal you tell a kid hey we're changing when we eat and they're like okay whatever as long as there's food on the table so if you're struggling to see how to change your culture or to adjust your culture ask your kids they may have some creative ideas for you You know, asking your kids for feedback, the benefit of that is that it shows them that their opinion matters, which ultimately increases their sense of belonging and reminds them that they are a part of something bigger than themselves. And when you ask children their opinion and then you follow through on some of their ideas, it gives them a sense of ownership over the task that you're doing, the problem that you're solving, and the family that you're becoming. And this goes a long way in keeping you together and keeping you united as a family. Now, um, if you have to change the way you've been doing things for a while, it's 100% okay and it's not a failure. Like I mentioned before, there are going to be seasons when you have to put things on hold and that's okay. It's simply what you have to do to adapt. But When you open up and you're willing to go with the flow in an intentional way, meaning observing your circumstances, not fighting against them, but realizing them they're just a normal part of life or it's just something that you have to deal with, you'll be able to enjoy the present season and the future ones as well. Now, as I wrap up this episode, I want to throw out a couple questions that you guys can think about over the next week. So, if you would like to navigate the ups and downs of family life while maintaining what's important to you, you can ask yourself this question What is coming up in the next few months or the year that may change our family's rhythms and routines? Pull out that calendar, take a look, sit down with spouse, children, find out what they have going on in their world, and try to imagine what it's going to look like in those different seasons. If you need to, set a date and talk to them about it. Find out what they think about what's working and what isn't working for you right now as a family and make sure to make it fun.
1: The Family Culture Project has a great site, but do you know what's even a better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now and she has a lot of smart things to say about family, faith, and community.
0: Aw, thanks, babe.
1: When you're done listening to the episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about.
0: And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose.
1: Hey, that's my line. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.